CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is VSIN Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, we got two great matchups in the NFL playoffs and conference championships on Sunday. Wes Reynolds and I, let's break down the games. And uh, we've had some great guests on all week to talk about these games with a variety of uh, plays, side totals, props. Uh, Wes, you can also take a look at Super Bowl MVP odds if you want to look ahead. And we'll talk about the um, four different potential matchups for the Super Bowl and uh, what we might make the numbers in those matchups. But right now, DraftKings, Lamar Jackson, the favorite to be a Super Bowl MVP at plus 220. If you're going to take a shot on somebody, would you take a shot on Christian McCaffrey at plus 350? It's not a big shot, not like he's a long shot. But I'm, taking, I'm saying a non-quarterback – if a non-quarterback can win MVP, I think McCaffrey's got a realistic chance. What about you? He does. Like, uh, I would maybe go a, a little bit down the board. Uh, uh, Kelsey's going to attract action because of, uh, of the Swifties. obvious storyline uh, reasons. Uh, so uh, that price, uh, that's the long shot that probably everybody and their brother is going to bet mm-hmm. and say, it's going to fit the narrative. It fits the storyline if, if they make the Super Bowl. And obviously uh, she's there, even though she's not performing. She's turned it down numerous uh, occasions. But uh Debo, it's hard to know if he's going to go, but we have seen receivers. We've seen a couple defensive players also uh, uh, win, win this thing. I, I usually – I don't bet this market very frequently, the, the Super Bowl MVP. I just think it's kind of hard. Uh, uh, you look down there, uh, uh, Ross St. Brown perhaps at 61. I mean, those are like lottery ticket bets basically, you know, small change if you're betting those. Exactly. I, I don't know if there's any long shot I would even say is – worth a shot on this market. I rarely ever, maybe once or twice if I bet the Super Bowl MVP market, but there are a lot of people who like to play it. And a lot of people who would say uh, Lamar Jackson, a plus 220 is uh, the rightful favorite and uh, worth a shot. I'm not going to play anything here, but I do think Christian McCaffrey, if a running back can win it, and it's typically a quarterback-dominated award, this is the time uh, McCaffrey could do it because – 
you know, Brock Purdy's not going to carry that offense. I think McCaffrey, and I've said this even during the season West when there was a lot of Brock Purdy MVP hype, I thought McCaffrey was the guy who was more valuable to that offense. Agreed. But the quarterback always gets the media hype. So uh, let's take a look at the uh, – let's go ahead and take a look at the Chiefs-Ravens game. And I mentioned this yesterday. I was really, really surprised. The Westgate Superbook flashed to Ravens minus four and a half. And I referenced last night to Steve Fezzik, professional sports better in Vegas, thought the number was going to go back to uh, three, and he, he pinned that tweet at the top of his uh, Twitter page. We talked about it last night. I never thought this number was going to get to four and a half. I took a little plus three and a half on Kansas City. I took a little more at plus four. And uh, obviously there's a lot of sharp money on the Baltimore side here. There is, and, and uh, one, one angle that I, that I may end up playing here I like the Ravens in the first half, actually. Uh, and you can still, I think, lay two and a half with some heavier juice, uh, like minus 120, minus 125. Uh, and there's some minus three, of course, out there. But I think Ravens first half uh, uh, could very well be a look here. Uh, uh, in terms of point differential, the Ravens are number one in the league in the first half on an average of uh, 12.6. Uh, and because they came out so slow last week, you know, they were a little bit unprepared for the blitz. Lamar got after him in the locker room at halftime. And then they came out and just dominated Houston in the second half. So I think that this is a team that that, that may come out strong. If you look at Lamar Jackson, his career in the first half against the number 51, 29, and 2. He's 13 and 4 this year. Of course, he did not play in week 18 uh, in the season finale against Pittsburgh. But uh, uh, very good coming out in, in the first half. And I think the Ravens are going to start out strong here. So I would lay the two and a half with some juice. That would be the opposite of what happened a week ago when the Ravens did not start strong and they were tied 10 10 at halftime, but they did give up a punt return touchdown mm-hmm. last week. Uh, also, how about how about the money line? Less than two dollars here on Baltimore. Are you uh, are you inclined to say that the uh, the two favorites are going to advance? Would you entertain the idea of a money line parlay with the two favorites this week or no? I would. Okay. I would because I, I think that I think they're both going to advance. Yeah. I was thinking about doing that as insurance on my uh, Chiefs plus three and plus four bets. Uh, because I, I feel better about San Francisco winning the game straight up. Obviously, as a seven-point favorite, the number would tell you that. But let's take a look at that game quickly. Lions and 49ers. And DraftKings has gone to seven and a half on this number. Now it's minus seven and a half plus 102. And there are a couple other seven and a halfs out there in the market. But, uh, Wes, we're now seeing the 49ers, who were minus six and a half here at Circa early in the week, as seven and a half point favorites at some spots. And we don't have, and that's not based off any Debo Samuel news that hey he's going to play. That's just a move that's happened here in the past uh, 24 hours. Did you expect to see this? Uh, I, I I did. If if Debo would have been announced right. uh, that it's like it's official that he, that he's going to play, but uh, look. They're not waiting anymore. This is about being anticipatory and not necessarily waiting for the news and maybe some guys uh, 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 getting ahead of the number here. Certainly, because it's not announced he's going to play, but I think. People think he's going to play. I mean, it would, it, would, it would take almost you feel like an act of God to keep a guy out of this game here in the NFC Championship game with the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Well, not Jay Cutler. He would sit out. Jay Cutler might sit out, yes. He would sit out a Packers-Bears NFC Championship game with a little knee injury. <laughs> I, I was amazed that some Bears fans still liked Jay Cutler and defended him after that. 
after he sat on the bench and sulked in the second half of an NFC championship game against the Packers. Anyway, that was old news. Uh, Wes, let's look at the four potential Super Bowl matchups and uh, make a number on these. If it's the two favorites, 49ers, Ravens, what do you think the Super Bowl opener is? A lot of people are saying pick, but uh, I know Baltimore beat them on, on Christmas night, but 49ers have uh, been in favor, or favored in every single game this year. I would say 49ers maybe one, one and a half. I think that that would be a fair number. Especially if the 49ers look impressive and a, a big win against the Lions. Because when they played on Christmas night, I actually took the Ravens in that game, but didn't I, I think I got Ravens plus six. Does that sound right? Yeah, it was yeah. A five, yeah, five and a half, five and a half and then it yeah. did flash six for a little bit. On Christmas night, and that was a blowout in favor of Baltimore, but that was also a really bad night for Brock Purdy. I would tend to agree with you here. I think if the Niners look impressive and take down the Lions, let's say they win by 10 or more, I think the Niners open as a slight favorite too. I'll go Niners minus one. I, I think that seems fair. I think people are maybe being prisoners of the moment and looking at, you know, the last result where Baltimore did take it to them, especially in the second half. But neutral site, 49ers had not been an underdog all year. Do the odds makers really want to make them the underdog? Because if they were the underdog for the first time, it'd be like, whoa, the 49ers are an underdog, and you would see some early money on them. How about if the 49ers barely get by the Lions, kind of like the Niners barely got by the Packers a week ago, and the Ravens happened to blow out the Chiefs? Uh, that would be a could be a different I mean, scenario. I, I, right? I don't, I don't yeah. think there's a scenario where where the 49ers are, are or where the Ravens are going to necessarily be favorite. Okay, I, I don't anticipate that. I could see some odds maker bookmakers wanting to throw a pick and just see where the money shows up. Could be because yeah, that's what you'll see with the, mm-hmm. with the bookmakers and bookmakers will be uh, you know. Uh, pretty uh outspoken about that where they'll say hey i wanted to see where where it would go and uh they will do that from time to time especially early in the week because we know the bulk of the money especially on side and total doesn't come until the weekend of the game if it's 49ers chiefs patrick mahomes is going to be an underdog for the second straight super bowl you would certainly think so i i would say probably 49ers Two. minus now and remember the Chiefs did beat them last year I think it was Christian oh, McCaffrey's beat debut. Drum. It was his first game uh, with the Niners. So so yeah. I would I would say two and a half, okay. three. Uh, Lions, well I, I don't know I'll tell you what if the Chiefs win in Baltimore this week I don't think they're going to be full three point dogs to the, the Niners. Yeah it would be it would be tough to make Less it three, three so two and a half. How about Lions Ravens if that's the matchup how big a favorite would Baltimore be? Ravens five, maybe 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 even five and a half. Uh huh. Lions Chiefs, if that's the matchup. Mm, I would say four and a half. Kansas City, yeah, because you got to ballpark it in between. I think three and seven, because I think seven would obviously be too high on a neutral site game if the 49ers are laying seven at home, and and now even seven and a half. So probably want to split the difference. I'd say about four and a half Chiefs. That's just interesting too to think about how the perceptions would shift of these teams if the Lions actually go to San Francisco and upset the 49ers. Right. Right? There's going to be a lot of people looking at the Lions in a different light. I don't expect that to happen, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. All right, quick update on uh, college hoops. Tonight in the West Coast Conference, Gonzaga a nine-point favorite against San Francisco. Just a moment ago, the Zags opened up a 12-point lead. And if you took the dog, you were sweating this one out. 
A late rally here by the Dons has them inside the number with 46 seconds to go, but it's 71 to 66. So betters on both sides on the edge of their seats right now. Five point game with 46 seconds to go. Yeah, and is uh, uh, by the way, uh, what did this to? Oh, this total was 154. This uh, has a long way to go to get there. Certainly getting there uh, for the uh, second half number, but 71 to 66, 46 and a half seconds left to play. Quick update in the association, Sacramento Kings. This is Rivals Week, by the way, in the NBA. Did you see that on TNT tonight? I did not see that it was Rivals Week. Rivals Week. Kings and Warriors in uh, San Francisco tonight. And uh, late second quarter, we're getting close to the half here. It's uh, Kings 71-68. to High-scoring game in uh, San Francisco. We've got the Bulls and the Lakers. Bulls up two. Early second quarter, 38-36 to 36 in L.A. Lakers close six-point favorites. All right, quick break. We're going to talk more about the Torrey Pines Golf Tournament, the Farmers Insurance Open, and uh, more on college hoops betting as well when we come back here in a couple minutes on the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
All right, you can put the VSIN experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on an annual subscription. Get your first year for only $199. Use promo code tonight. Get access to everything on our brand new vsin.com website. Remember, use promo code tonight. Get your first year of pro access for $199. VSIN.com slash subscribe. So Gonzaga's barely going to hold on to win this game. The Zags had opened up a 12-point lead. It was 56-52. Then all of a sudden it was 65-52. And uh, now it's 73-68. Zags up five at 20 seconds to go. There's a missed free throw. San Francisco uh, driving, scoring, and it's a three-point game, a one-possession game here. The Zags are going to have to sweat this one out with 15 seconds to go. Yeah, yeah. So, uh had a 12-point lead just a couple minutes ago and uh, now uh, in the foul game and having to finish it here at the foul line. So foul fest here in the last minute and a half uh, gets San Francisco within the number. Now Bruce Marshall on the show last night said take the nine with San Francisco and uh, Greg Hoops-Peterson of Vincent walked in. He took the nine and uh, those guys weren't happy when this uh, margin got to double digits, but now San Francisco... A pretty good bet to cover this in the final 15 seconds. Wes, you took UC Riverside plus 7.5 at Sandy, UC San Diego tonight. That's 829 on the rotation. You are up five midway through the second half, so you got to feel good about Riverside. Now, and now and now they're only up one, 10-10 uh, left to go, 55-54 Riverside. Uh, I'm expecting I, – I, you got a power of negative thinking. Don't think positive. Think negative because then you yeah. don't be as disappointed. When things go bad, you won't be as disappointed if you keep your expectations low. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Uh, let's talk Torrey Pines golf. I've got low expectations for the weekend. Now, we've got a few shots here. We've got some long shot uh, players in play for the final two rounds of Torrey Pines north of San Diego. Uh, but not what I expected to see on the leaderboard here after the first two rounds. we got Stefan Yager. The leader at 12 under, Nikolai Hogard, Matthew Pavan, and Thomas Dietrich are the top four on the leaderboard in West. That's not what I expected a couple days ago. No, 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 I haven't either. But look, usually you get a few, a few guys that are not expected to be on the leaderboard. And plus with the fact that this is not an elevated event, you know, it's, it's not exactly always crowded uh, at the top with big names. There'll, there'll be a couple up there, and there's certainly still one with, uh, with Finau and then a couple guys just a few shots off the pace uh, that could certainly catch up. But, uh, yeah, some, some new guys here because they're playing this event because this is, their op- this is their opportunity because they're not in this elevated event where you have, you know, Rory and all the big names, Rory, Cantlay, Shoffley, uh uh, uh, Homa, you know, some of the other Victor Hovland and, and all those guys mm-hmm. uh, that are going to be in uh, uh, those that uh, are not on the live tour. But yeah, for all those guys that are going to be in there, this is their opportunity to, to get that first win. But now you get pressure coming into the weekend because these guys, they've never been up there. Hoygaard is a proven guy internationally and the DP World Tour also was on the Ryder Cup team for Europe last fall. He's more of the proven guys, but guys like Pavone and Dietrich, Jaeger, those guys are not usually up there on the leader, or or if they have been, it's been on the DP World Tour. 
and Pavone, I believe, is one on the DP World Tour, but th those are lesser fields, and, and now you're with quality fields, uh, you know, a lot more eyeballs on you, so could you, a couple of them guys are going to stay up there, and a couple of them guys are going to fall. All right, Torrey Pines north and south course. The players rotated the first two days, and the weekend's going to be all on the south course. And uh, Brett Lalonde, the Brown Bomber, the best friend of uh, Matthew uh, Shrewsbury, the parlay king from Fresno, California. Brent sent in this uh, number last night from uh, the telecast. The score to par comparison in the north and south course, West, and that's why he couldn't overreact to any of the scores really in the first round until you saw these guys play both courses. On the day one, the north course, the players were combined 100 minus 183. 183 under par on, on the north course. On the south course, plus two. That's a big difference yeah. in, in the north course and the south course at Torrey. But over the next two rounds, they're all going to be on the south course. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, that's what you have to look at. So if you were down a little bit yesterday on the south, some of your uh, players might have made it up on the, on the north today. I'm going to uh, try to... Uh, get some numbers here very quickly yeah for for the uh, for the two days it was uh two and a half strokes under par was the average round on the north and 0.1 stroke over par on the south so about 2.6 strokes difference uh uh for the two rounds uh uh pretty even though how it worked out there were 79 players that made the cut 40 of them started on the north and then played the south today for the second round and then 39 started on the south and uh four and uh, then played the north so pretty darn even disbursement in terms of uh, who made the cut over the weekend well last night you said on the adjusted odds board take a shot with tony finau at 25 to 1 that was good advice because he's been chopped to plus 750 after round two he's the third choice on the board and Finau today shot a 66, and he was on the easier north course today, right? He was. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, been in position, Tony Finau, to win this thing a lot of times. Uh, you know, has not been able to get it done, but five top tens here the last seven years. Also has a runner-up uh, from a few years ago. So he's always played well here. He, he, he really has. And, you know, you would think this is a guy that's going to win this thing. He was ninth last year and then missed a cut. Second in 2021, sixth in 2020, sixth in 2018, fourth in 2017. Finau was a pre-tournament play for you, right? Yes, 25-1. Yeah. to 1. And he was at the same number last night. Some uh, longer shots. I've got him play for the weekend. I know you're on this guy, too, because you talked me into him. I was thinking about playing Patrick Rogers, former Stanford player. He went out and shot eight under today. He's a seven under for the tournament. And, uh, and actually made a couple bogeys. Could have had a much better round today. Five strokes back, tied for 10th after that 64 he put up today. So uh, 75 to one or so on Patrick Rogers is alive. How about Maverick McNeely? I don't expect this guy to play well over the weekend, but another former Stanford player. And uh, Maverick, 67-70 in the first two rounds. He's seven under. He's also tied for 10th. Uh, but that's a guy who grew up on the Pebble Beach course and is probably going to get some play next week on the future. Yeah, tour. you would certainly think so. Uh, McNeely Still searching for his first. He, yeah, he win. did miss about five months last year with, with uh, I think, a shoulder injury, but uh, returned the last couple uh, events of the year. This is West Coast. 
you know, grew up on Poa Green. So this is a guy that, that can really putt well on these greens. So this week, probably next week at Pebble Beach, will certainly be a lot shorter price, though, next week, even though it is an elevated event. Yeah, he's going to be a shorter price. You know, I bet McNeely the night before the tournament here at Circa at 300 to 1. That's a bit. That's a big number. Yeah, that's the only reason why I bet it because it drifted up so high. Really didn't think he had a shot, but I said, "Wow, three hundred to one for a guy who's consistently been around a hundred to one or, or better." Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, okay. Also, Taylor Montgomery, former UNLV player, six under. He's tied for twenty third through two rounds. I've got he opened one. I think one ten to one here at Circa, and closed eighty five to one. I've got him at eighty five to one, and also plus three thirty top twenty. Hopefully he hangs around for the weekend. A guy who's a little bit disappointing today, Wes, and I did not bet him, uh, and that's Patrick Cantlay. He shot a 73 today. He was one stroke off the lead after the first round, and he is now six under, and he's in that group with Taylor Montgomery uh, tied for 23rd. Still, obviously still not out, out of it here. Uh-huh. I, I think Cantlay is actually going to have a pretty big year this year I, I think this is a year he's going to win a major he's going to win a big one i think at some point this year uh, he's currently 20 to 1 on the board at DraftKings. you know we talked with uh, matt grill of DraftKings about this tournament a couple days ago and he said one player who's getting a lot of action and i uh, got some of mine sahith the gala and uh, he was the top 10 finisher at uh, tory pines a year ago the gala opened with a 72 even par he shot four under today so much better today, and he snuck in under that cut line. He's alive for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, he is. So, look, we've seen guys come from the back, too, if they just put consistent rounds together. It's not like they have to go and shoot, like, 63 or 62 or something like that because sometimes players come back, and sometimes those guys at the top just kind of stay in place. And, you know, all of a sudden you put together, like, two, like a 67 or a 66, and all of a sudden you're right back into play. Last year's champ at Torrey Pines, Max Homa, also in that group at four under. We got a final score in the Gonzaga game, and the Zags had to sweat that out. But if you took the nine with San Francisco, you took the dog, you got the cash. 77-72, Zags get the win over the Dons, and that stays under the total of uh, 152.5. That was the closing number at DraftKings. We'll talk more college hoops, more NBA and more NFL betting when we come back here in a couple minutes on VSEN tonight, the show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. This is VSEN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSEN, the sports betting network. All right, if you have not done it yet, check out the new vcin.com. If you go to uh, our front page now, you're going to see plenty of NFL picks and predictions. Adam Burke, Steve Mackinnon, the Tissue Index, Dave Tooley. We've also got tennis, NBA. JVT does a great job with his NBA betting coverage up on vcin.com every day. Check it out, the new vsin.com. All right, Wes, quick... Uh, Look at what's happening in college hoops again tonight. Arizona up on Oregon State, 23-16. Arizona closed 18-and-a-half point favorite, the only ranked team in action tonight. We've also got Pacific and St. Mary's on TV, CBS Sports Network. Kind of a slow night in college hoops, and the schedule yeah, I, is I, not Thursdays that are my least favorite card. Some people love them. They're my least favorite, though. A lot of West Coast games, especially West Coast Conference, Big 12, Pac-12 on uh, Thursday nights. But tonight, 
a weaker even Thursday night schedule uh, than usual. I want to. We talked about Michigan State at Wisconsin on Friday night, and again, you said uh, you're leaning taking the points with the Spartans, but you got to get at least three and a half. Yeah, I, I hope. I hope that that comes. I'm not sure that it will. Uh, the overnight looked like it got hit a little bit toward Michigan State, with mostly two and a half out there. Still a couple threes, but. Would like to get three and a half, but uh, uh, this could be the back against the wall spot. Now, Wisconsin did survive a little bit of a scare at Minnesota. They were actually uh, uh, very lucky to win. Minnesota uh, missed a foul shot on purpose at a point-blank jump shot on the baseline and missed Missed. it. Would have tied the game. But the Badgers survived one by two, and now they're back home where uh, they've been really good this season. Only one loss in their home floor, and that was early in the season to Tennessee. I want to take a look at the uh, Saturday schedule, some of the teams in action. Uh, Kansas State is at Houston. That's the number four-ranked Cougars, and uh, they escaped a scare on the road at BYU a couple of nights ago, and that was a good win for Houston on the road. What do you make of this Houston team? What's the ceiling for the Cougars? Because – I think there's a little too limited offensively. Always a really good defensive team mm-hmm. under Kelvin Sampson. They got good physical guards. Not a lot of size, though. The wrong matchup, Houston could be in big yeah, trouble. Yeah, I, I, I mean, look, I guess in theory – they could go to the final four, but I, I don't expect, I don't, I don't expect them to get there. I, I don't, I think the talent is a little bit down, you know, lo- losing some of the guys that they've lost like Marcus Sasser and those guys to the NBA uh, you know, kind of tough to kind of tough to replace. So I actually would lean Kansas State in this spot. The Houston uh, falls into one of those uh, the the fat and happy category where you get a ranked team that's won three or more in a row. That are sometimes those spots I like to go against. Uh, and uh, Kansas State, of course, uh, uh, got beat by double digits last night at Iowa State, but that game was really close. Iowa State just went on a late run and and put them away. So uh, you know, if I'm getting double digits with Kansas State, I'll probably be on the Wildcats. All right, so that's a top five team at home on Saturday. How about two top ten teams on the road? First, I'm going to throw at you Kansas at Iowa State. Where do you think this number is going to open? Because uh, it's number seven Kansas, number 23 Iowa State. I I would like to be on the Cyclones in this game. Yeah, it's Hilton Magic, and and Iowa State just doesn't lose at home. all that often. A few Iowa weeks State ago. was a three-point home dog to Houston yeah, and yeah. beat the Cougars a couple weeks ago. So I would probably say it's going to be about the same. I would say probably KU two and a half, three uh, in this spot. What did you think when you saw – we were talking about West Virginia last week, and I know you don't have a high opinion of the Mountaineers team. What did you think when you saw Kansas drop that game at in Morgantown last yeah, week? It, yeah, it was a up-tempo, high-scoring game, and uh, – uh, did did not expect that. Did not expect KU. And look, those those spots can be tricky on the road, though. And, and we've seen that, especially in, in the Big 12. It's hard to win on the road in that league. We know Kansas got beat at UCF. And, you know, you know some of these new venues, especially even though West Virginia, not necessarily a new venue for Kansas. But look, all these teams are going to have one or two of those games. You know, Purdue had that at Nebraska in the Big Ten. So all these teams are, are going to have those. So you never want to overreact. And look, we see a lot of overreaction from some in the college basketball space. Uh, what's the matter with Kansas? What's the matter with Duke when they lose a game? It's like, guys, there hasn't been an undefeated team go through and win the whole bundle since 1976. Okay, there have been a couple have gotten close. But, you know, it's hard. it's hard to win every single game, guys. So sometimes you're going to get a bad loss or two. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, it's hard to win on the road in college basketball, period. Florida State did get a road win at Syracuse. That was the first home loss for the Orange a couple nights ago. Jameer Watkins had 27 points for the Seminoles in that game. How about number three, North Carolina, at Florida State? Is this a dangerous spot for the Tar Heels? I think it could be, but I, I thought maybe Monday night was going to be two for the Tar Heels, and it ended up not being. They pulled away in the second half. But one thing about Florida State, though, is is – they have the size with, with Boba Miller and, and then those guys. They have the size to at least compete with North Carolina down low. And that's where North Carolina, I think, you know, beats a lot of these teams is because they have better size. And, uh, you know, they have Baycott and, and uh, great re- they're a great rebounding team down low, added Harrison Ingram. Florida State has that size to keep them at bay a little bit. So uh, uh, would lean to the Seminoles, obviously, uh, got to see the number. All right, let's go to the Big Ten, a top 10 team, Illinois, now 10th, off the loss last night to Northwestern in overtime. That, that was in Evanston. A line I do have Terrence Shannon back, about 21 points per game score. Indiana at Illinois at the State Farm Center in Champaign. What's Illinois going to be here, about a nine-point favorite? You, you, would, you would think uh, they'd be close, because uh, uh, Wisconsin was laying, what, uh, 12 uh, last Friday night, so yeah, it's probably going to be it's probably going to be double key, digits. Hoosiers had a key player. Yeah, Kalelware Kalelware was out, so I, I think it's probably going to be ten, maybe nine and a half here. Indiana uh, will have had a week off, by the way, has not played since last Friday that loss at Wisconsin. So Ware's going to likely go. You know, reports have been that he's feeling better here, and indiana still looking this was the hardest part of the schedule this season of course losing to purdue at home then having to go to wisconsin on that friday night and now having to go on the road to champaign and you know you're looking to see can indiana maybe win one of those games and get that signature win because they don't have the signature win they don't have one in non-conference uh uh, they they could not get it against kansas they could not get it against uconn so no time like the present if you're Indiana. Well, that's why it's so important for all these middling Big Ten teams to knock off Purdue, Wisconsin, or Illinois to try to get a big win here late in the season. Yeah, there's because, a lot of teams going to be on the bubble in the Big Ten. Well, because nobody is, nobody's really distinguished the, it themselves, at least in that middle. you got a bunch of teams that you can kind of throw in a pile and you just close your eyes and randomly pull one out, and they're like the same team. Yeah. Maryland, Indiana. Michigan State, Northwestern, even though Northwestern's got a couple big wins, so they're a little bit above, though. They're probably like the fourth team right now. Ohio State. In the big, yeah, Ohio State's another one you throw in there. Rutgers, yeah. Iowa. Iowa. Like, they're all the same team. How about Auburn? Took a loss. Auburn has won 16 games, all by 11 points or more, but the Tigers took a loss last night on the road to Alabama. That was a game that went to the wire. But Auburn's got back-to-back road games here, Wes. The Tigers are at Mississippi State on Saturday. Yeah, and uh, uh, tough place to win, too, yeah. uh, uh, down there in the hump, even though Alabama did do it. So, you know, I wonder if sometimes when a team gets a loss and it breaks a long winning streak, the second game is even tougher, and you could very easily lose two in a row. So uh, uh, I think Auburn's for real, but I just think that they kind of got caught playing, like, easy competition early on, or at least, you know, a lot of home games, not necessarily easy teams, but the SEC play was at Arkansas. You got A&M at home. LSU at home, at Vanderbilt, and then Ole Miss at home. You really didn't play any of the of the really top teams in the conference until you played Alabama. And look, Alabama's life and death uh, last night, but they did go ahead and get the win. So by four, 
Yeah. So I'm not sure if I'm looking to lay Auburn or really bet against them here. All right. One last one to talk about ACC Clemson and Duke. And uh, the Clemson Tigers have been a little bit disappointing lately. Duke was down a couple uh, starters last week in that loss to Pitt. I'm not sure a lot of people realize that, but Duke was still a 12 point favorite in that game and a loss at home to Pitt. Uh, how about Clemson-Duke, and do you think the Blue Devils bounce back from that loss? Well, uh, Duke uh, uh, did bounce back, actually, uh, with the 83-69. They did get uh, uh, the injured players back uh, because, remember, losing to Pitt, they did lo- lose with uh, two starters in that game. So you got to – Duke, I think, is going to be fine. Uh, you know, they, they have a lot of freshmen. Uh, Mark Mitchell, by the way, missed that game against Pitt, as did, I believe, Jeremy Roach. Yes. So they were back. They, they were right on the number against Louisville, 83 to 69. So Clemson, uh, you know, they, they need to get maybe another high profile win too, because they've struggled a little bit. They're two and four. They did win at Florida state. Nice spot for them on the bounce back on Saturday, but you know, need to be one of these elite teams in conference. They got a couple good non-conference wins though, with Alabama and TCU. So, uh, you know, small lean to the Tigers, at least, uh, without knowing the number tomorrow. In the SEC, uh, Kentucky looking to bounce back off a loss at South Carolina. Wildcats on the road at Arkansas. Man, talk about a team that's a mess right now. Eric Musselman's Razorbacks. More college hoops, a little bit more golf and NBA. As we wrap up the show, VSEN tonight. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. 
smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs that much better. New players can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code VSIN. Promo code VSIN on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Wes, all the NFL head coaching vacancies have been filled except for the Washington Commanders and Seattle Seahawks. i got to think Mike Vrabel is going to be in play for the Seahawks. The Commanders have not shown any interest in Bill Belichick, so might not be the worst thing for him to sit this one out and uh, come back next year. No, I, I think that's uh, what he's going to be forced to do, uh, actually. And and look, new ownership there in Washington. I know with the geography, it certainly uh, it made sense uh, for Bill Belichick. But, you know, with Magic Johnson, Josh Harris, and, and company, uh, you know, I don't think that they want to necessarily give power you know all that much power away for whoever the uh, gm is going to be i think ben johnson probably looks like the favorite i know dan quinn has also uh interviewed for that job so uh you know just looking at that uh uh, the trend is obviously you know you want coaches because if you hire bill belichick when you really think about it if you do that you're only getting him for probably you would think what three years or, or so tops and, and, and that to me would have to be like a ready-made team, I think. And uh, you do have a, a new GM though, of course, uh, in uh, Washington with Adam Peters, uh, who was uh, just hired. He, he's actually been hired before, uh, before the coach was. So uh, Adam Peters now a relatively young GM at 44 years of age. Uh, so, you know, you want to give the GM that you hired the opportunity to uh, uh, go ahead and make that decision. By the way, uh, Peters came from the 49ers organization. Right. And uh, I actually think next year, if the Cowboys flop again, Dallas might be a good spot for Belichick. Who knows? There's plenty, plenty of spots. I also think Pete Carroll's going to resurface at some point. He, I don't, I don't he, think he's he, didn't, he didn't feel like you know he, he was done coaching, but... In the association right now, the Sacramento Kings lead Golden State 91-86 to with six minutes to go in the third quarter. And again, uh, there was some late money on the Warriors tonight. They closed one-point home underdogs, total of 244. And uh, right now we got 180 points on the board with five minutes to go. Looks like this one's headed over the total Yeah, both these San teams, Francisco. 15 threes already for the uh, – uh, Kings and now 14 and make that now 15 for the Warriors 93 to 92. 
Lakers lead the Bulls 73-57 and a half. Do we got a second half number here on the Lakers up 16? Uh, they closed six-point favorites, and that number did move up a little bit before tip-off in L.A. Bulls minus one and a half for the second half, 116 and a half for the second half total. All right. Again, 73-57 Lakers over the Bulls. West, we had three blowouts in the association tonight. Pacers uh, by 12 over the Sixers, and uh, Philly was a four-point road favorite in Indianapolis. Also, the Celtics blew out the Heat 143-110 in Miami. Boston was an eight-and-a-half-point road favorite. And how about the Knicks tonight? The win of the night, Knicks two-and-a-half-point home dogs, 122-84 to over the Nuggets at the Garden. Yeah, and, uh, and just uh, kind of a no-show for the Nuggets. Uh, Nuggets and the Sixers, by the way, play Saturday night in the uh, rematch out in Denver. All right, so on the Friday night show, Derek Stevens is going to join me. We're going to have Jeff Petsch, the Mad Russian. We're going to talk a lot, obviously, about the NFL games for the weekend. Doug Kazarian is going to be in studio tomorrow night for a while. Uh, Big Randy McKay is going to join the show. Tim Murray and Wes Reynolds tomorrow night. We're going to talk some college hoops. Because we have a big Saturday uh, college basketball card to preview. And just a quick update tonight. Arizona 35-27 at Oregon State four minutes ago. Before the half, Arizona closed an 18-and-a-half-point favorite. We were looking at the uh, Saturday college hoops card. Arizona's obviously going to be at Oregon on Saturday. But there's one in the SEC I want to get your thoughts on. How about Kentucky at Arkansas? Kind of a tough one to put a number on here because this Razorbacks team Kind of feels like the players have jumped off the must bus and they've quit on Eric Musselman. Yeah, I you know, I keep waiting uh, for Arkansas because they had such high expectations because of the talent on that team and uh, the talent that was not only coming back, but also uh, uh, what came in in the transfer portal. Uh, uh, Trevon Brazil, by the way, uh, left with an injury in the uh, second half in that blowout at, at Ole Miss. So Tremont Mark, of course, did not play. The Houston transfer uh, did not play on Wednesday night. So Arkansas, I think it's just a mix of injuries and then maybe not getting all these guys on the same page. Guys, you know, having their minutes with pretty high deviation uh, game after game. So, yeah, one thing when you that transfer portal can can pay off for you, and it certainly has for Musselman in the past. It can also bite you in the you know what, and I, I think that that's what it's done here. Because when you got when you're constantly having you know replaceable parts and interchangeable parts, if you will, it's hard to build a culture at a program. And I know that sounds you know cliche and like a buzzword, but it's true. It's hard to build a culture culture because your roster is turning over every single year. You've also got the NIL you've got to deal with because a lot of these Arkansas players have NIL deals, right? You, you would you would certainly think so. Kentucky uh, off that, uh, you know, they, and they got handled pretty easily at South Carolina. South Carolina, uh, Lamont Paris has bought, brought Wisconsin to the SEC. He was on Bo Ryan's staff. And uh, uh, now you got that South Carolina team that is 16-3 and three, looking very much like an NCAA tournament team. Uh, they'll be in an interesting uh, uh, spot perhaps on uh, Saturday. Missouri at home, winless Missouri in the SEC. Uh, who uh, actually lost at home uh, in overtime to South Carolina by two. That might be a spot where I look at the at the Tigers here. You know, the winless Missouri Tigers, South Carolina just rushed the floor, just beat Kentucky. By the way, the South Carolina women did come back and get a win tonight at LSU. They don't cover the number, but number one game, Lady Gamecocks, 76-70 over LSU tonight. You know, 
uh, South Carolina held Kentucky to 62 points as a season low for the Wildcats. They were averaging 91.6 going into that game on Tuesday night. But you're right, after a big win like that, might be a good spot to feed South Carolina. How about Kentucky? Are you concerned about this uh, team's defensive deficiencies when you look at the Wildcats? Because right now the hype's over the top. You've got seven foot two, Big Z eligible. You've got some guards who could light it up from three. You seem to have all the talent and all the pieces. But it's not a very good defensive team. It's not as good, uh, as certainly, as, as they've been in years past. But the offense is uh, a lot better. So they're going to be able to outscore most teams. They've just got so many weapons, and they're a good shooting team, too. You know, this is not a team that just scores points on the basis of pace. They score because they, they get good shots, and they have guys that can create their own shots. They have guys that can stretch the floor. They can score down low. So... I'm not all that worried, but look, you're always worried, I guess, when you get into a one-and-done situation in the NCAA tournament where it's like, okay, we can't get stops, and what if our shots aren't falling? That happens. That happens to everybody. Sure. The NCAA tournament is the ultimate, you know, variance uh, because if you really go back and look, how many times did you can you say maybe over the last 20 years, AK, the clear best team? One. Over the last 20 years, maybe five yeah, times? That's what I was going to say, yeah. maybe five. I, I remember the, the Villanova year when they won, when mm-hmm. Chris Jenkins had to hit the uh, the three at the buzzer to uh, beat North Carolina. I felt they were the best team. But, yeah, you don't very often get the best team, and that's the thing. Well, with think the, about it, in the NBA playoffs, you got the best of five and best of seven yeah, series. because water finds its level. <laughs> right. In the NCAA tournament, you don't one have that done. luxury. You got one bad night, you're finished. You know, just, just, ask, <laughs> just ask Purdue last year. Had to bring that up, didn't you? Well, well, I'm the one that's been touting them all year on this network. Yeah, the show on a sour note. I'm the one that's been touting the Boilermakers. We're trying to be positive in here tonight. Okay. Uh, Just joking. I I couldn't care less. They need to get their redemption this March. Mm -hmm. And you're the one who's predicting it, so we'll see if it happens. Yes. Uh, Golf this weekend. Last night you had a good recommendation on uh, Tony Finau, 25-1 to after the first round. That number was up there at DraftKings. He's now plus 750. What do you expect to happen in the final two rounds of Torrey Pines, and uh, what players should we be watching if uh, you're thinking about putting a bet in for the last two rounds? Well, I hope Tony Finau uh, uh, gets it done uh, here. And uh, I I have actually a positive feeling. I'm trying to be positive about my golf, despite (laughs) the fact that I've had the runner-up the last two weeks, Moronk over in uh, Dubai, and then Keegan Bradley losing in the playoff to Grayson Murray. So, uh, look, if I'm looking – I think if you're looking at a live ad, maybe Matsuyama, who's five shots back, 33 to one. Uh, Luke List, who has won here before, six shots back. Luke List has the long game here and and can drive the ball. Just one of the better hitters off the tee on the tour. He's a guy that can maybe make the ground up. But uh, mm-hmm. I am I'm going to stick with uh, Tony the Tiger. I think Tony Finau is going to win this thing. All right. Thanks to uh, tonight's guests, Paul Bovey, David Bierman. Don't forget in tomorrow night's show, Derek Stevens. The Mad Russian, Aaron Moore, Doug Kazarian, Big Randy McKay, Wes Reynolds, Tim Murray, maybe more. Who All knows? the cavalcaded stars tomorrow night. Next, Greg Hoops Peterson. Coming up. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN.